my fiber friends. Thanks for joining me on the Fiber Artist Podcast today. I had a blast chatting with today's guest, Michelle Chesson. Michelle is an artist, the brains, beauty, and talent behind Roving Textiles based in Canada. She and her dad design and build weaving looms in a bunch of different sizes, including the Epic Loom, which is a huge six foot by seven foot loom for those of you who are on team go big or go home that's me and they offer a variety of beautiful yarns and uh, weaving fibers in their shop highly recommend you check it out we talk a little bit of everything in this episode we go a little bit behind the scenes of having a fiber supply shop we chat about trends and color and staying creative and a bit about our plans for the future please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast leave us a comment and tell your creative friends if you're enjoying watching listening. And if you'd like to take a little fiber shopping trip, head to neuromastudio.com and get 15% off using the code podfriend. And you can find Michelle at rovingtextiles.com and on Instagram at rovingtextiles. Enough babbling from me. Here's Michelle. If you can go ahead and uh, just let people know your first and last name and where they can find you online and on Instagram. Sure. So I'm Michelle Chesson, and I'm the owner of Roving Textiles. You can find me at my website, rovingtextiles.com, or Instagram at rovingtextiles. Um, just started TikTok, so we'll see how You that did. Goes. You took the plunge. <laughs> I took the plunge. It's pretty, pretty small, but mostly Instagram and my website. All right. Yeah. Good for you. I'm going to have to follow you on TikTok to get some tips and pointers or whatever because I've been avoiding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I opened yeah. an account and I just haven't done anything with it. But. I get it. I get it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, well, thank you for coming on. I'm so sorry about the mishap. But for those of you no. listening, I scheduled Michelle for a couple of days ago and then I thought I had her in for a much later time. So I left this poor lady hanging for, I don't know how long, maybe an hour. And she's wondering if I died or what. Like, why why have I logged in? Different time zone time. That's what it was. We're in the same time zone. So. No, I know. I know. Well, I was I was, um, I was was scheduling someone who lives in California. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I had double booked. So then I was replacing the name. And I just didn't replace the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It was very bad. That's okay. Anyway, <laughs> clearly I had a little bit – I had so much anxiety to make sure I did not miss this one. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, wait. So you have a three-year-old. So that means you had her right before the pan- – Coco. You had right before the pandemic, I guess. <laughs> she was about eight, nine months. Okay. When the pan, well, it depends on when you think, when you know the pandemic hit, but around that time, right? Yeah, and yeah. we, and our, in through the winter, and we were rural, like we were kind of isolated anyway. So she is definitely a, co- well, a COVID baby, but I'm lucky that she is super social. Like okay. it's like it didn't impact her, and I'm so thankful for it. Um, having little ones has been like little, little ones has yeah. been good for me at least um, yeah yeah and so, home all the time and yeah um, we tried daycare but it was like mostly out because like oh you're sick you have to stay home right. oh you're you sneeze you have to stay home <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah. it's been it's been a wild couple years for sure yeah um, I was actually just thinking of the timeline I was, I was talking to my accountant earlier and just like looking year after year and there's no like normal year for me because like I was pregnant with Layla and then I had Layla and then I was home with her 
and then it got busier and then I was pregnant with Coco and had Coco and then COVID hit and then it was like, bam. And then last year, oh yeah. I know. So to an experience like a normal flow of business. So actually I'm curious, I'm very curious about this. So um, starting the business, right? I guess when you were pregnant with your first one, yeah. Well, well, take me back. When when did you start the business, and um, and how did so, all how do how did all those life changes sort of affect the the ebb and flow of it? Like, did you like did you slow parts of it down, and or just make do, or you know, how did it all go down? I kind of like I when I look at the business, I don't like see it as it as a big thing because like I'm just here in my space by myself mostly interacting with people in the like you know not, it doesn't even feel like real people sometimes because right. I don't get to meet people so it's it, the pressure was never really there because I wasn't the main uh breadwinner mm-hmm. so I I was off work um the end of 2014 to and the beginning of 2015 and I was looking for something to do. And then that's, you know, that's when all of this started coming back and you'll mm-hmm. know, cause you've been there that long too. So it just started coming back. There wasn't much out there. So I, tr- I was playing around and it, it, it kind of snowballed because I was one of the first ones in the, this area to yeah. do it. And then, so that was early like January, 2015. And then a few months later, I got pregnant with Layla and it wasn't like, I had no business plan. I had, I just was doing fun things and yeah. making making wall hangings you know just how a lot of us start and then I did my first market and it was I think it was three months pregnant so it just sort of happened I have because at first it was a side thing the pressure wasn't there right so yeah. I was able to move with it and then my ideas like just came with the business side of things with <laughs> with the looms and the tools they just came because there was there was an opportunity there. There wasn't, I just, ha- I feel like I came into it at the perfect time Totally, because yeah. it wasn't there. Yeah. There was nothing there. And over time it, it has been ebb and flow. It's been, I've t- kind of just gone with it when, it, when people want things, we're there for them. Um, and also because my dad is the one who makes the looms, right. you know, and so he, the he retired the same year that I kind of started doing this. Like 2014, 2015-ish? So 2015, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it, it was like the perfect timing. So he's he never really retired. He just went from one job to another job. And it's just been so easy for us. Yeah. Wait, so for yeah. you, what was your work? You said you left work in 2014. What was your work prior to this? So I used to work for a very big yoga company. Ooh, I just got <laughs> yeah, back so, from yoga. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I used to work for Lululemon for six years. So nice. I worked for them a little bit when I was in Australia. And then when we came back here, um, I just, it was just an easy pickup. So I worked with them and it just wasn't going the direction I wanted it to go. Kind of just fell into it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you do, uh, doing retail side or corporate side? Uh, retail side. I okay. was in the management and retail side. Okay. Yeah. I didn't and even know Aust- you lived in Australia either. So yeah. you have to fill me in on that too. It's like, it was like, rewind, rewind. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, what year was it? 2005. Okay. 
Okay. I went to Australia with a girlfriend on a working holiday visa and it was supposed to be three months and it was kind of like a last minute thing. Um, I had actually just broken up with a guy and my mom was like, you need to leave. She didn't want me to get back together with him. <laughs> so, what better way than I, to go completely across the world? <laughs> oh, I know. But I don't think she expected it to go the way that it did. So later on, like it was supposed to be the three months and then I extended it and I extended it again. And at that point you could stay for a year. So I met um, Brody in October of that year. And I was to leave in January of the following year, 2006. And so Brody is your now husband, correct? My now husband. Okay. So within a few months, we met and we decided we wanted to get married. Wow. Is he Australian? He's Australian, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then you it's decided, like, instead of staying there, you guys decided to go back, go to Canada? Well, no. So I came back here, worked out visas, and then I went back there and I lived there for five years. Okay. So I, but I miss my family and I wanted to come back and see what it was like to live here with him. And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, we didn't have, like, we didn't own a home. We were renting and we weren't like committed to either of our jobs. And, um, I was working at a natural therapies clinic at the time. So it was like Cairo yoga, um, kinesiology, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I was told that, um, that in my future, but an astrologist told me that in my future, I would go across the world, move across the world, and I would find, within a few years, I would find my passion, and it would be my career for the rest of my life. And I was like, well, okay. So we ended oh, up wow. moving back to Canada. And then I kept thinking about this thing. I'm like, well, this is definitely not Lululemon. This is not my passion. Yeah. And then here we are. Like, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Oh so we've God. been back here for, I've lost track now. I feel like this might be our 12th year. So I was there for five years and we've been back in Canada for 12 years. Okay, wow. So Europe. was it like a whirlwind romance or did it just feel natural or was it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so curious about international I, relationships that work out. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's crazy. I mean, we barely knew each other, but we just went with it because we wanted to explore it. We wanted to be together. And the only way for us, like the, that made sense to us, like was to get married because of all the visas and everything. Right. It was like, it was like, I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. I was 26. Like I was like, I want to do this. And I was always like, woo, go with the flow, you know? And everyone's like, oh my God, you're crazy. And Brody's 33 and all his friends are like, she's just using you because you're Australian and she wants to come back to Australia. <laughs> He's like, no, I love her. Oh my gosh. So, How what? romantic. I love it. So anytime we hear like stories of like people not knowing for like a few years, I'm like, well, we just knew for like in three months. Yeah. It just happened. I mean, it, and, and of course you have your ups and downs. It's, sure, yeah. of course. I we mean, got to know each other after we got married. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm what yeah. I've kind of, in, in a way, it's like, well, what better time to do that then? Since you are committed, yeah. and then, you know, yeah. like when you're married, there's no the outs are so much harder to to do. So then you just yeah. work through you it. Commit. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just exactly. Are are you said. usually like a fly by your seat of the pants kind of person? Like where you just yeah. go with the flow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the opposite. So like I'm like let's go away next week or let's go away this weekend. He's like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, like I have an idea and I need to execute it. So sometimes there's a lot of ideas mm -hmm. and I don't know where to start, but 
yeah, I'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. Yeah, sure. I, I kind of yeah. am too. I'm not a great planner. Um, no, it's like I it's I go for my gut and like my whims, you know. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, sure, yeah. this sounds great. Let's do yeah. it. And then when it happens, it happens. It's intense. Yeah, and it's intense when yes. it happens. So I'm like, okay, you know, this is where the wind wants me to go. You know. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I'm so like that. So well, that's how I got to this, you know. Yeah, totally. Exactly. I mean, I'm I'm even thinking about it on the business side, where um, you know, like, it's like, I think there are a lot of people who start a business and they have this whole business plan and they know exactly where they're going to be making their money or they're exactly how they're going to make it, how they're going to market it. And for me, yeah. it's been very organic, um, mm -hmm. which it sounds like it's been similar to you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm. Just, I don't know. I'm just not good at sort of thinking ahead of time or even thinking about the bad, you know, like the the bad things that could happen, which yeah. in a way I think makes me sort of eternally positive in a way. Um, well, I think you and I, yeah. it seems like like we've had like the same sort of like we've paralleled. Yeah, we've had a really similar business wise. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think having an online business is a lot like it feels a lot safer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, there's no overhead. Physical. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure you have quite a bit overhead now like <laughs> I'm still in my house I mean I still do everything out of the house oh my god so, I don't know I, I'm I so resistant what your house looks like oh no it's uh, it's really like, horrible I know you, you can't really see because it's like now like my studio isn't as like pretty as our last house and we just moved in June we oh, were in did. an architect home and it, it was like beautiful two-story ceilings with a fireplace and I had a great space but it wasn't really functional because then I had like the shipping in a in another room but mm -hmm. everything is in one room here. It's long. I know it's dark back there. But um, I have a big window. Uh, it's like a regular size window in the basement so I can see the trees and the kids if they're outside. And, oh, nice. But it is like I'm jammed in here right now. This, if I, the, actually the spare bedroom, which is next door, that mm -hmm. is the box room. Okay. Yeah. Just for boxes. <laughs> a, bed, a box and, uh, and a spin bike. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I know how it goes. I mean, if I, I, a part of me wants to like, people have asked like to do a tour of the shipping area, the warehouse area. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. my basement um, and yeah. it just keeps um, exploding out of shelves. Like I, it's just yeah. not doable anymore. Like, but I keep, I keep wanting to expand my offerings, but I'm like, I don't have anywhere to put them because every time yeah. I have a restock, even of just like something simple like ribbons, they're yeah. It's all it's stacked on the floor yeah. because I only have and a certain amount of not, shelving. And, yeah, not and ribbons are floppy. Like it's like yeah. how do you? Yeah. yeah, that was that was a challenge when I started carrying like softer things. Yeah, like, what stacking do do things. With this? I know. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's hard the logistics of it. But I think that's like how. I've grown, you know, like we started off with one loom and then I wanted a bigger loom. So I just asked my dad to make a bigger loom and then I tried it out and, and then we used that for a bit and then had another idea. And then you just, you know, so like once I had quite a few looms, I thought, Oh, maybe I'll carry some yarn. So like, it's always been baby steps and not mm. even a lot of thinking. And I would just order a little bit and see how it went. And if it went well, I would continue on. And if it didn't, I would stop carrying it. Um, and it's just kind of grown and grown and it's like, I never really look back that often, but even before the pandemic, I wasn't even caring. I was doing fiber packs. Mm -hmm. I think there, uh, 
there's only a few people doing fiber packs at that point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was a big deal for me to say, oh, should I carry yarn? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's something about the pandemic year that has thrown off my whole understanding of what my business is supposed to be or yeah. what I look like because for some reason okay it both it simultaneously feels like only a couple months ago like to, to, to 2020 feels like a, only a couple yeah. months ago but also it feels like a gazillion years ago and yeah. it was such a strange year that I mean it's really weird I have had normal years like 2016 17 and 18 and 19 yeah. were what I should typically expect where it's like slowly slowly growing but then 2020 was so weird mm-hmm. and crazy. Like I had literally empty shelves at a certain point. Like a- a- March and April, it they were empty. Yeah, Wait, I'm like I-, I didn't know. While I was just waiting for shipments, and then those got delayed, and then whatever they finally got there, and then they were out in a month again. I was like, this is yeah. crazy. It's crazy, and-, and you don't know what to order because you don't know what to expect and you have to think of your space and where you're going to keep uh-huh. it and, and now especially like fly now especially because i got used to that pattern of like a certain number of like containers yeah. or whatever that year and i don't know why i'm using that year as my reality because obviously it's not yeah. going to be even close to that but yeah. um so now i'm yeah i'm having a lot of trouble like knowing how to plan and you know mm-hmm. each i'm sure a lot of people are like, yeah a lot of like other types of businesses are too yeah totally you know because i am feeling I don't a keep... slowdown but but at, the, but at yeah. the same time, people are asking, like, when I'm restocking, so I'm like, hello, <laughs> there's yeah. so much down there. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's just like that one color. Mm. You know? One color, one size. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if you remember, we – remember last time we talked, We I think we Skyped. We talked January 2020. Do you know uh, that? Yes. That is when yes. you and I talked. And we were like – I remember talking about – how's it going for you? Like, it's a bit quiet. Like, yeah. It's weird. And like, that was probably just a typical January, you know, like, cause everybody's run out of money from the holidays. Yeah. And, and we were always like, like it's that. so like, slow. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, March was like, bam, like March 15th here in Ontario and Canada. We like, that was lockdown day, March 15th. Same, same. Yep. And yeah. And that was my birthday's the 20th. So and I had this big, like 40th, part like thing with all the girls going oh, out and I was like, no. damn it you know but then I just it just ended up being like I don't know about you but getting into the rhythm of okay gonna go down work it's really busy you can do shipping shipping yep. shipping shipping all yep. day every day summertime shipping, shipping all day every day like seriously yeah. I didn't see daylight for months yeah. I felt like I was yeah. just like in the basement I was time. like a little golem like just like yeah a little too. shipping golem I see my kids be like, hi, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that was so intense. It's crazy. Yeah. But like, it's also, I think it's been so good for people to get back to um, knowing themselves a little bit more and creating like people yeah. who didn't have time to create before did and then that may have changed the direction of their lives or mm-hmm. may have. I know that what we do has helped people through this. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yep. Yeah. And that's just like the thought of that is just, just so like heartwarming. It makes me think too. It's like heartwarming to know that like using your hands and slowing down and like listening to your podcast or listening to music or not listening to anything and just creating something that's coming from you has Mm -hmm. just, 
been so helpful. And I, I know for me and like feedback I get from a lot of people, it's like, that's why they love like weaving and macrame and even knitting. Like this winter, I just knit. I was going to ask you, you've been knitting so much, like beautiful, beautiful things, sweaters. I'm so yeah, jealous I of the sweaters. I just finished this last night. Oh. It's like the same as the other one that you commented on. Is that the Fien? Fe- no. F- Frid. 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 The Frid yeah. sweater. Oh, my God. I um, love it. I actually went – When I saw yeah. it on your Instagram, I went and I um, I went to whoever's pattern it is. I can't yeah. remember. You, if you want to give them a shout out. Uh, yeah, Good Day Night. And she's a Canadian as well. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, she's I love beautiful patterns. sweater patterns. Oh, oh my gosh. I feel not skilled enough to make it, but – Oh, no, 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 no. Really? It is like... Like, I can make a hat. Knit. So, you so could totally... Can it. It, it's knit. Like, this is all just knit. It's knit, knit, knit. I know, but the putting it together part, like the arms and the it, body... It's not... You, you don't not put hard. it together. You oh, just you keep going. It's great. I, you could totally do it. But, like, really it's just, like, to. the repetition, like, sitting there at night and watching TV and just, like, the knit and the knit and the knit. Like, it's not like some like in-depth like lace pattern yeah, yeah. You know, where you have to like count everything like no it's just like therapeutic and just that's what me. I love about all this and yeah. that's when I started weaving like I'm not a technical weaver I kind of just go with the flow sometimes I have an idea in my head and to be honest it hardly ever turns out the way that it started in my head yeah like I don't draw it out I just go with it and there's only been a couple times where I've taken it out but it's more just like what comes from in uh, within and sometimes it turns out like and sometimes I'm like whoa I can't believe I made that I know that's the cool thing about it is it's sort of like um you you get to surprise yourself in the end too yeah yeah yeah. but you were saying about like you know the way that um the whole way that weaving in macrame and even probably any craft really lots of other things yeah that um the way that it sort of helps you find yourself. I mean, that's how I came to it too. Like I literally used to say like macrame changed my life completely. Like it completely mm-hmm. changed me. And not because I turned it into a business. I mean, that's true too. I did turn yes, it into yes, a business. Yes. But but if you hadn't. If I hadn't, exactly. Like and even in 2014 or 2015 when I first started doing it, the way that it – like where it sort of reinforced – Number one, that I could be creative because I had lost it for such a long time, I think. You know, like mm-hmm. as a kid, I was creative. But then, you know, you go to college and, you know, I was partying or working yeah. or whatever. And I lost it for so long. And then seeing that you can make something with your own hands, it it totally does this like infusion of like pride and um, mm-hmm. this like the self-satisfaction you get when you yes. realize that you have this capability in you, you know, it's and it's yeah. truly – um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. I think it truly, it really does change people's lives for sure. Yeah. I, you know, like just listening to you talk about how you lost it for a bit, like and even listening to some of your podcasts too, it's like, there are so many of us who lost it mm-hmm. in that period of, I would, for me, like it was after high school. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I'm sure some people earlier because and you know, we this is a whole like societal thing. It's like you need to find a job, you need to make money, be like, and they never talk about being creative is a way to live and mm-hmm. to you know they never enforce that in school or, unless or you go even to, like, the a balance school right or even the balance mm-hmm. of life that you um, that what you do and what your career is doesn't have to be your 
be all end all of who you are, yeah. you know? Yeah. But that's the problem. I mean, we're both in such capitalistic societies that it's like yes. um, everything is driven by how much money you're going to make, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. I would even say right now I'm kind of in a weird, conflicted place because um, I got so caught up with I mean, I think 2020 really changed, changed me a lot because I was like, oh, my God, we can yeah. make this much money. What? And then yeah. and then I was like, oh, well, no, I'm deaf. I can't. I don't have time to do anything else. And so even then, like, I feel sort of I'm a, I'm back. I'm almost back to like being a little bit lost because I haven't made anything in such a long time, yeah. you know? Well, you um, need an assistant. I know, Yeah, I have one. I have a girl. I have one girl who comes one day a week, you which is very helpful. You need more than that. <laughs> because, OK, so what I realized – is that you need to uh, some business advice for people. Yes. <laughs> you you can't do it all. Like yeah. you can't do everything and expect to be amazing at everything and to get like it's just not possible to have that balance and be happy and to perform and all of that. So like for me the fir- the first thing that I knew that I needed to like offload was bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Like I am not a numbers person. I like offloaded. I have an accountant who does my bookkeeping. Oh, good. And I, and yeah. I have a financial advisor. And they sometimes work. They didn't know each other before, but they sometimes work together if we're talking about something. So that was like the biggest weight lifted. When I first made that, like, I need help, um, it was it was huge. And can then I, wait, can I ask, do they yeah. actually look at your really granular stuff, like what your margins are and um they what can. products you probably should get rid of because they're not either selling well or they have low margin or something? Well, I think they can. Um I'm actually in the process of finding someone to help me do that now. Like there's it I think it depends on who you find, mm-hmm. what their umbrella is. So like the yeah. I, all of most of the people I work with are uh, female-owned small businesses. So my accountant, she works from home. She's got kids the same age as me. So it's just her. So she can't mm-hmm. – doesn't have time to branch out to those things. And then my financial advisor, again, she's got a six-year-old and a It's like a bigger, bigger picture stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you can find you can find somebody who will do that. Yeah, like a sure. business manager kind of a person. Yes. That's what I mean. Well, or even <laughs> just like – just to like help you read everything like mm-hmm. you you shopify right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so help you understand all that and like getting your your processes in order and like don't get me wrong don't think i'm like that because like i'm not i'm trying to be like that that's i'm actually like Same. this month i've been working on that um doing a shop like inventory every monday like cuz my dad needs to know and so but offloading that has been huge and then so when I realized that all I was doing between like being pregnant um, and, and preparing for when Coco came, I was like, I need help because I don't want a bump in the business. Yeah. So I hired an I call assistants because they mostly do shipping, but then they start to know lots of other things. So it's like, oh, we need to order this. We need to do this. And mm-hmm. so it, it was perfect because like three days after Coco was born, she came in and she kept shipping orders out. So it was, it was seamless. That's, you great. know, yeah. Um, content was different, right? Cause like, I mean, I just used whatever content I had and then, then there was like baby content. Right, know? right, right. But having a plan and having somebody help um, and, them being flexible was amazing. So I have someone now who comes in one, two, three days a week. 
we talk on the weekend and we say like, okay, when do you want me to come? So she came yesterday and then we realized, okay, we need another day. So she's going to come again tomorrow mm-hmm. and she's got kids. So she takes the kids to work, uh, school, comes here and goes and picks them up. Like it's so, so helpful. Yeah. And now I am able to weave again. Oh, and let's see. That's I'm nice. A plan and to think about more things because I've offloaded the thing I'm like, oh, but I can do it. It's so easy. It's shipping. I can do it. I can do it. But then I couldn't do anything else. And then you stay stagnant, you know? Right. And, and especially I'm imagining. So as you're weaving, you're probably figuring out what kind of fibers you would want that you don't already have in your shop. Yeah. To, yeah you know, yeah. fill in certain areas or whatever, like keeps you creative. Yes. And I find that, I don't know about you, like, and it's funny because you, we do something similar, but different mm-hmm. with our, with our product, but it's like finding that thing that people are going to want to use or what mm-hmm. people are asking for, but also like, I don't want to say staying in your lane because that's not what it is, mm-hmm. but like not stepping on toes and like all of us be the same. Because well, right. Why like I think we all want to, exactly. I think we all want to have unique offerings so that everybody yeah. has a little bit of everything to, I mean, a little bit of their own yeah. thing to yeah. say why we're, why, like, why would you go to my shop versus, you know, someone else's. Exactly. Yeah. Like don't just jump on the bandwagon. Right. Right. Spread know? it out so everybody can have, a, you know, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, I know that you also, like we, I've heard you talk about, um, about this is kind of the same thing like copying and mm-hmm. and jumping on jumping on the bandwagon like that kind of thing it's like if there's so many weavers out there and it's so saturated mm-hmm. but that's a good thing because all these people are creating but also we're contributing to that because totally. we're suppliers right yeah, yeah. um but any Anybody who's running a business and like obviously fiber is our thing. It's like what is going to make you stand out. And I, I always try to be like authentic with what I'm doing. It's like, what do I want? Mm-hmm. Or what have people asked me for? Or what would I use? Like I've, I've ordered some samples of things. I'm like, I would never use this. Yeah, like yeah. it is not for like, I can't imagine anybody weaving with this, you know? So I'm just not going to, I'm not going to sell it, even though maybe some people will like it. It just, it doesn't speak to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like, actually, this brings to mind. um, So for a a couple of years, I've had a really sort of similar general muted palette of fibers Mm -hmm. that I offer. Like they all kind of work together and like the yarns and the ropes can kind of be intertwined, but they're all a little bit. Um, subdued. Yeah. And I've loved that for a long time because I find it to be like neutral-ish. But it's yeah. weird. Lately, I've been so drawn to like – and I think it's because the last year, two, three years have been so blah yeah. just in life and in general. And right mm-hmm. now it's winter and it's been the longest fucking winter ever. And Has it been freezing? It's been freezing and ice, ice weather. everywhere. It's terrible. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> totally. So like I'm in the planning stages for, um, for you know, like a spring summer, for new spring summer rope. And I am – Maybe lose. I'm probably gonna waste a lot of money by ordering these colors, but but I'm going for brights. I'm going for like some some crazy brights and things that like um, like I noticed. Uh, I read an article the other day and they were talking about like dopamine dressing. I actually put it on my website about dopamine creating. So it was like 
dressing to infuse with, yeah, you know, yeah. to have those dopamine hits or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, totally. And like, look, I'm, I've am i already embraced it. I've gone green in my hair. Yeah. I'm wearing neon rainbow right now. And I'm like, you know what? That's all I want around me is bright colors. So I don't know if um, it's actually a trend or if I'm just, I've lost my mind a little bit and I'm going to just take a chance. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go bright. I'm going to go bright for a while. I can go with it. You know what? Like, I feel like a lot of people are feeling the same way. Yeah. I know we neither of us can speak to um, living in a warmer climate right. and having winters that are like you just have to wear a sweater outside. Right. I Throw mean, on I, a little I denim jacket. Well, yeah, in Australia, yeah, that was how it was. But um, they always wear like whatever crazy prints and colors and things there. Do so, they? Yeah, but like I'm totally fe- like f- feeling the bright colors. Like I. You, you go with what speaks to you. It's like my mom is like, well, why don't you have this color? I'm like, well, I do not like that color. Exactly. I don't like that color. I can't use that color, mom. Like, I can't. But why do some more neutral wall hangings? I'm like, oh, okay. I can't. I, can't. I don't know. For me, it's the colors and the textures. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I, of course, I have neutral products. But, yeah, you just go with it. Because then if you're thinking about other what other people want and what I mean of course we have to think of what people want That's yeah, what we yeah. Do, but like but in a way like oh say somebody who's selling a lot of stuff and you see them out on Instagram and they're they're up there and like oh I'm gonna get what they have and mm-hmm. then I'm just gonna sell the same thing and oh that color is really popular I'm gonna sell that color. well that just like dilutes them yeah, and dilutes yeah. you and like what's the point yeah yeah and part of the it's fun like, really is is like taking these chances that are like you know what yeah. like this might or not even taking it's like it's I don't know changing your mind over time and evolving with like there are I never okay pre twenty. 15 or 2016 Mm -hmm. I was not someone who was drawn to mustard for example yeah I was like weird color whatever and then (laughs) all of a sudden that's all it was everywhere it was like yeah you know mustard everywhere and then I started loving it you know so you sort of you find it where your brain finds a way to adapt I think and start to embrace things that it never did before which is pretty cool like I think that like yeah I think we're constantly evolving and changing and it I don't know what goes on in the world that makes our brains you know, drawn to yeah. certain things, but it's kind of cool that that it does. You know, like I think you know, three years ago, I wasn't like, oh, neons are awesome, and all of a sudden, I'm we- I'm wearing neon and like, yeah, per- I'm you know, selling more neon and stuff. So I don't know. I guess it thing. goes with the times, it goes with the trends. But yeah. like, I know, like, I have some favorite colors that I I see repeating through my my home and that I have for a while. Like those are my my go tos, um, but then like I won't like red for a while and then I'm like oh I just bought a bright red puffer jacket it's like I need you know like everybody wears gray or black yeah yeah. or you know with their jackets in the winter and everybody's just the snow and the ice and the gray and the black and I'm sick of it so you just you just move with it and like remember maybe five six years ago it was like everything was neutral like your mm-hmm. clothes were neutral and the muted and everything everything yeah gray 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 yeah. gray 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 well maybe it has something to do with us getting older and not caring anymore maybe maybe can yeah, I just my show mom you has... that's so funny hold on I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab my puffer jacket because <laughs> hold on we should just both put our puffer jackets on together okay. <laughs> Thank you.
Oh my God, is it a rainbow? So this is how far I've gone. This is my- Oh yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you. It so makes you happy. In this, yes, in the spirit of ditching all my black stuff, that's exactly yeah. it. I was like, rainbow, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my jacket is like chili pepper red. I'm like, nice. Yes, I love please. it. I love it. Yeah. So I think those colors will do well. And you know, like it's it's tough for you because like I know you ordered like a huge amount and it it comes in containers. Yes, so it's yeah. not like you're like I'm gonna order two and see how right, they go. Right. I know. Yeah. I know. You take your chances like, and. And yeah. then, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but well, um, and like for me, like I want to stay, it's the integrity of the business and the the way that we are. I want to stay small-ish, mm -hmm. you know, like I, a huge thing, like I haven't spoken much about this at all, but my dad and uh, I. Like, yeah, I wanted to ask right? uh, the whole it's thing about your me. dad and the business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like he's behind the scenes. My dad is like an introvert. You know, he grew up on a farm, um, learned everything because he had to. You know, they yeah. worked before. It, it wasn't a working farm. Like they had ponies and things, but my grandfather was in the refrigeration industry. So he did the fridges for the dairy farms. Oh, cool. Um, so they were they all did that. There's like tinkering here and there. So he learned a lot of different stuff, you know, and he um, ended up going into computer programming. And, oh, wow. And, and, uh, yeah, I know. It's like, like, so the other enough, way. But you see, it's kind of like us and being artistic and not knowing what to do with it and finding a job because you had to, right? Right, right? He had to support a family. And when we were growing up, that was in the 80s, that was still the time for a lot of families, not, not most, but a lot of families where the mom stayed home. Like yeah. my mom stayed home until we were okay on our own coming home from school. And then she went and got a part-time job. Mm -hmm. So my dad was the breadwinner. He had to make the money, but then he built half the house and he would, he built a balcony and did this and did that. You know, he's always doing the things that came naturally to him. Yeah. So it was, and we've been close, but this whole thing has brought us closer because we are we are problem solving together mm -hmm. and creating things. Like I have a visual idea and I know the way that I want it to work and I know how, as a weaver how it needs to be and the size that it needs to be. And then he will take it and be like, okay, this is what I have to use to make this. Or even if he doesn't know, because he's not um, a carpenter by trade, or he, you know, if he doesn't know how to, like the legs on things, he just like came up with his contraption. You That's know? amazing. And, and it mean, works. Yeah, very skilled. And he obviously has like this uh, spatial sort of understanding. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I guess it's kind of ties into the programming stuff. But um yeah. Wait, so tell me, well, how did the first loom come about and how did you guys sort of work together on that and then expand from there? So um, I I wanted to weave, but I couldn't find a loom anywhere around here. Just a, like a flat, like tabletop, like um, lap loom. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find it. Um, and I found one on Etsy and it came from Florida. I don't think that person's in business anymore. But it arrived and I was kind of disappointed in the way that it, worked and felt like it didn't feel quality like to me flimsy. it was like rough well yeah. rough and really light and didn't fit together properly 
properly and was like missing something. And I think, okay. So I, we've done it for a bit. I'm like, well, dad, can you make something like this? And so he made one and then he made another one. Honestly, I don't know how many like first ones he has. Like he has a bin of like different size. I'm probably not anymore. We probably burn them. We had a fireplace. We would like burn the extra yeah. way. But so it just, it just came from that. Not, not being able to get it. Mm-hmm. A- and so then I ended up, I don't even know what I did. But I think I gave that other one away. And I, I weaved on the smaller one for a while. I'm like, oh, this is hurting my back. Like, I can't do this every day. I yeah. was weaving. He would. My husband works in the evening. So I would be like watching movies and TV and weaving and weaving every night. And like, this is killing me. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, dad, can you make one a bit bigger with legs? Yeah. He's like, okay, but I'm not going to make them so that they move because then you have to put like elastics and strings on them. I'm going to fix them. I'm like, okay. So that, and even at this point, I don't know, selling like two a month, maybe like it wasn't even a big thing. Right. And so he made the 30 by 30 and we start, that was the first square. Okay. Like most of our, well, not most now, because I guess these ones are bigger, but three of them are square and we started off with a lot of squares mm-hmm. so that was the 30 by 30 and then I was like he said well wouldn't it be good if you could put another bar in the middle and they can weave on the top or the bottom or the whole thing I was like that is awesome mm-hmm. so then we tried with the one and like well it's 30 inches tall like why do we just need one we could do like two more so then we added some more on there um, and at that time, when we started to make the prototype for it, he got cancer. Oh, no. And so that was put on the back burner for a long time. Like I had my own that I was making things on, um, but I couldn't ask him to do anything more, mm-hmm. anything bigger. I mean, he made a comb and he made all the tools for a beginner's kit, mm-hmm. like the shuttle, the shed stick comb. We had that. Um but him having the looms to make while he was going through chemo, like that kept him go. Like it was his thing. Oh, was he, so, so he wanted to be working while he was he going through. He wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't physically go to work. Like he was, it was a strenuous job that he had. Um, so he was at home going to chemo and then like doing a, a loom like a week or something. And it doesn't take him that long to do it now, but just kept his sanity and kept his hands moving and, and then he got through that. Of course, he's still he's still here with us. Thank so God, he yes. got yeah yeah. And that's when I had Layla. Okay. At the Your same time. Oh yeah, boy. And after yeah, it, I mean, there's been like so many things. And then after that, we made the the adjustable loom and we put it out there in the world. And I was so excited. Like there there was like a couple others that were adjusting in different ways, but there wasn't something that was like ours that I knew of. And then be like, well, can I have a bigger one? I'm like, okay, we can make you a bigger one. And then that was the 30 inch loom, the ace loom. That is what I think was the tipping point, Mm -hmm. you know, where I went from just doing something fun to like, oh, I'm actually making some money. Right. And where it becomes recognizable online more and where they're like, everyone starts spreading the word about where to get this great loom. Yeah, this adjustable loom. And then we couldn't keep up. And I don't, and I, by the way, I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't want to gloss over the fact, like how beautiful and serendipitous it was to, for like with your dad being sick and that this 
this timing worked out in a way that, uh, for, you know, where he had something to enjoy and be therapy yeah. for him at the same time. I mean, I think that's, there's something, you know, very beautiful and, and kind of divine about that, that, that happened yeah. in his life. Otherwise, what would he have been? He would have just been like, you know, sitting there and not, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's such an introvert and he's got his little office and shop in the basement of like the house that I grew up in. It's a really old house. And, and he was really into our ancestry, so he also did that. But I think he would just be doing ancestry. Yeah. But like, <laughs> to be but honest, how much can you do of that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. He's still doing really? it. Like, it goes on, and then he does like this side, and then this side, and oh, then my wow. in-laws, and then yeah, he's he's going on and on. But it it was um it was a really great tough time for him, but also a great time like having their first granddaughter be born mm -hmm. and to be able to continue to make things and then to come out of it and the family growing and then our business together growing. And yeah, it's just that it's always kind of worked out. I mean, our communication isn't perfect. Sometimes I'm like, didn't I ask you for that? And it's like, well, can you please send it to me in an email instead of just like <laughs> calling me and asking me like, I need you got to get it in writing. <laughs> oh, I know. We're a little bit disorganized in that way. Um, we'll get there <laughs> but uh without him I this wouldn't this wouldn't be here yeah. and I think sometimes like I I don't mention it enough in my obviously Instagram is like the the place where I tell everybody the news of our world and I and I want to mention him more but he's also like kind of shy um, but he just loves making this and his attention to detail, like the looms are so soft. Mm -hmm. Like he, he finished them, finishes each one by hand sanding it. Wow. And it's so soft. And we've been asked if we wanted to like go into more of a production and it's like, well, and it wouldn't have the integrity. Like it wouldn't be what we are. And there is, as far as I know, there's nobody like producing, the amount uh, mm -hmm. that we're doing in the quality that we're that we're doing right right yeah because yeah. I guess when you hand it off you do risk um some quality control issues especially if it's just mm -hmm. at, a, at a larger scale that like inevitably yeah. there will be some issues but I do wonder if I mean well you did mention earlier that you sort of want to stay the same size that you are I know yeah is, I know it's hard it's it like is. I feel like I'm at this like point where I have to figure that out you know mm -hmm. I don't want to lose the integrity of the business I mean we do we we do have another woodworker that makes um the 30 inch looms okay. and he's been working with us for a year um and you know there's been again quality control like my dad wants it to be a certain way and the importance of like the ends of the loom being soft as well. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, why does that matter? They're not going to touch them. I'm like, well, it does. Right, like right. when you, it's a tactile thing when you open up your loom for the first time and feel it. And I get these messages like, Oh my God, it's so soft. Yeah. Like, and when you're holding your loom and you're getting it ready, it's like a whole process of setting yourself up to make. And, starting with something smooth and soft as opposed to like kind of rough and, or you're getting and splinters pretty, yeah <laughs> is it, it makes all the difference like subconsciously I think so yeah, yeah. for him it's really important and I don't see any end in 
sight at the moment. Like he's he's seventy one, mm-hmm. so you know, <laughs> and I could see him doing it for a while. But like eventually, we're like we're still we're always looking for woodworkers. If there's anybody around me, <laughs> I need to, I need more woodworkers because I want to keep growing it. But like I have to think of that side of things yeah, too. Yeah. It's like the future of the making of the looms. You're in Ottawa. No, I mean Barry, which is just north of Toronto. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, we're like forty minutes north of Toronto. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So for anyone listening, you are a woodworker, or if you've got the connect, hit Michelle yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What was I going to say I mean, though? Um, so, oh, so you haven't had you don't do you have any pictures of your dad uh, on Instagram or like making some? Them? Okay. Some. I mean, yeah. I mean his his shop is not like. And we talk about like your shipping area, right? Like his shop is in the basement of his of the house I grew up in. Yeah. And it's not like this. I mean, this is a 50s house and they redid, they did this basement nice, but like it's like concrete floors. It's his shop. Right. It's, it's been there. Shop. Like yeah. they have lived there. Like I was born in 1980 and they've lived there before that. So it is, has things that I don't know how long they've lived in that, that shop. Mm-hmm. So, but we've taken pictures and I do like stories with him or some reels. Like at Christmas, I, I peeked into his shop and he was like standing away and he's got like this, he's got white hair now and the white beard and oh, I just put like, Christmas music to it. It's like, Santa's making, <laughs> making your lips for Christmas. And oh, so, totally. That's awesome. Kids actually ask, they're like, oh, is that Santa? That <laughs> happens all the time. Oh, fine. But he's a big guy. Like I'm five, almost five nine. I would say, I don't know, maybe he's close to six feet mm-hmm. I don't know. He's, he's a big guy but he's so friendly and, and happy and he yeah. loves doing this I love that you can work together that's so it's like yeah. an amazing and such a special thing yeah yeah anytime I get messages like people people are so nice that they do send those kind messages and saying thank you like I try to remember to pass them on to him because he's just in his little bubble yeah. down making and he doesn't get the interaction like all the the back and forth of comments on stories or posts or emails so like try to keep him in the loop but we're we're in contact i see them every week like they're coming today to drop off um an epic loom and some tools and stuff so like i see them all the time not just because that they want to see the kids yeah yeah of course (laughs) more than anything (laughs) um well i was uh perusing your website before we started chatting and i was noticing that some of the looms are sold out is this just like are you doing made to order only right now or no so um the epic loom we've put as made to order like it's Mm -hmm. a pre-order and it will stay sold out even if it's a pre-order because it takes a a while to make like if it could I, I don't know like I don't know the details of the exact time because I don't stand there and watch my dad do every step but the epic loom is a big loom mm-hmm. what's the size it goes up to seven feet tall and it's six feet wide nice so it is um, we measure everything like we weigh everything in kilos for shipping so it's like it's like 15 kilos so like 32 pounds or 30 30 something pounds to ship this honking thing yeah so it takes a while so that's the only one that is a pre-order everything else um when we have it in stock it it'll be there so some we do it's hard to predict right like it's hard to predict what people are going to want our best seller is the 30 inch loom so i try to have that in stock as much as i can but then all of a sudden 
10 people will want the 40 inch loom and then all of a sudden it's sold out and then like okay I need more right so that's just how we work as a small business like yeah. if I wanted to make sure that my shelves were full all the time I, I would have to hire more people but that would also bring the price up mm-hmm. which right? by the if- way I wanted to ask you with wood mm-hmm. uh the price of wood went up crazy it did during the pandemic and probably still is up i'm not sure actually i we stopped making our little cloud looms and stuff like that because it yeah it was too much um yeah they were just char- they were the you know the cost of wood just went up and i was like well i can't char- charge like i don't know like 30 dollars for this little tiny cloud loom you know and i'm yeah. i don't know maybe i could i don't know i just felt like maybe it would be too expensive on the other end you know for the consumer yeah but. It's, it's tough. Um, yes, the prices did go up. Mm-hmm. We have purchased from a, a local mill. Like we don't just go to the big box stores to get the wood. It's like a, it is a local mill. So the prices are different. And mm-hmm. because we purchase so much so often, I'm guessing there's some sort of thing. I don't know that my dad, like a package my dad will get, mm-hmm. but it, it has gone up. But minimally, in the grand scheme of things, when you're making something so big, I think, and and it's not thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Like the increase, the increase wouldn't be like if I had to increase it four dollars right. on two hundred and fifty dollars. People don't really care. Of They're course. like, "All oh, right, of course, yeah." You know. Yeah. So yes, I do. I, I increase things every so often when we have to, but it's never like a huge like I'm. The jump is not this that is $50 big. fifty yeah. dollars more. And, you yeah. Know, like, so I don't really feel like I have to announce those things unless something is like a huge thing. Right. Um, right. And I will. So it has been. It still worked. Um, That's good. Seeing what it would work like when, when and if we hire more people to do the woodworking, that will be interesting, mm-hmm. right? Because it's been me and my dad. Mm-hmm. So my dad is making them for me, and the dad rates. I'm guessing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> family, friends and family. <laughs> I don't really know how long it really takes. Like we, we talked, but he's so like, yeah, it takes me like this long for this. He's kind of like me in a way, you know, like it's like it takes me like 10 minutes to do this part and two hours to do this part. So I can make like five and four days or, you know, it's not like he's like busting out looms every day. It takes a long time. And that's why we don't have everything in stock all the time right and he's not taking breaks so like I don't want people to think like he's just oh he's not made looms for a month like he literally works every day yeah yeah like he works on like the low electricity time (laughs) wait so how does it work financially if if you don't mind me asking like is he on your payroll or something he um is contracted like he, he gives me a bill and I pay I see yeah, so everybody that I work with right now is contracted in. Okay. I don't have employees. Yes, same. Like my my yeah. assistant, my one or two day a week assistant is like independent yeah. contractor. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that makes sense for now until mm-hmm. like I grow to a place where I need more people and um, consistently, you know, right now it's pretty flexible, mm-hmm. especially like with my assistant, Tony. She, again, comes when she needs to or like, in the morning, she was like, oh, my gosh, so-and-so was sick this morning. I can't come. I'm like, okay, like, we'll just right. do it. And, you know, and that's like shipping. Like, we could ship something out in three days. It could take five 
days. It could take like my shipping window is between one to two weeks mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. That is like is that for looms only day. or is it for yarn for everything. and everything? Everything. It's oh. for everything. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know about you, but it's like, you feel the pressure, right? You're like, somebody ordered this yesterday. I have to get it out before the weekend. Yeah. Like, I felt like if I'm up front and always remind people that it's just like me and sometimes somebody else, like she's not here every day. I'm not working from nine to five every day. It's, it's just the nature of the business and that like we will get it to you within this, this window. Right. And like, 98% 98% of the time people are like sure like nobody complains yeah no one I get the random emails like I ordered this four days just wondering if I have a tracking number and then you just remind people like in the email that they've sent you you can actually see the shipping details that they probably right. didn't read never, like, they never do <laughs> no 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 so everybody listening read the shipping details when you're purchasing we try to tell you about the processing times because <laughs> we're not big companies right yeah. but just reminding people and like being slow and we're not we're not amazon we're not like one day shipping. that's the hardest i have to say i mean i think with amazon Everybody, and even myself as a consumer when I'm purchasing other things, I really do mm-hmm. expect to see like the confirmation email quickly and the and the shipping email really fast. Like I'm like, if it doesn't come in like two days, I'm like, wait, what? Where is it? That's weird. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, did I accidentally order something from China? You know, like, you know, you sort of don't yeah. know if you order off Facebook or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I even, even my own expectations, I realize for shipping have, um, mm-hmm. have become unreasonable <laughs> as a consumer. And I'm like, ugh. Okay. Well, I, it's it's un- unreasonable in um, different for different companies. Sure, different. But sometimes different I forget. Tiers. You know what I mean? Even yeah, I yeah, forget. I Even as a, as a one person, you know, one person yeah. business or whatever, I'm like, wait a minute, how small are they? What are they doing over there? I understand. I do the same thing. And yeah. then I like follow that tracking. Like I'm like, yeah. I check it every day. I'm like, where is it? I'm so excited. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like I ordered legs for our bed. Uh, two days ago off Amazon and then I like heard a delivery truck I'm like oh the legs yesterday and then I'm like wait a minute this was something else oh it's not coming till next Wednesday I'm like what (laughs) I wanted them yesterday (laughs) yeah always well so um Coco's your second kid right and she's is she home with you all the time did you say I can't remember she's home yeah so Brody works evenings um we're kind of like ships passing in the night (sighs) they actually just came home from grocery shopping I can hear them. Um, so he take like, we both do mornings together. Um, he'll take Layla to school. I'll get myself ready, and then I'm usually working around nine thirty. And Coco's poking around, and he'll do stuff with her during the day. And then he works at like three or four. Okay. And school finishes at twenty after three, so we do like a, a little quick, switcheroo. Yeah, a little switcheroo. So we have lunch together most days. And, oh, nice. And then. I do feel that guilt though. It's like she's upstairs and I feel like that, that mom guilt where like I want to be there with her. Although like her dad is great. Brody's great with her, but like I'm a bit controlling. I'm like, you need to go to the park more with her. You need right. to go out. But be more engaging. But he's the quiet one. He's the homebody and yeah. I'm the opposite. So he just doesn't do things the same way. And yeah. like I hear her, I'm like, oh, maybe I should go see her before she has her nap. Like, or maybe I'll just take today off and go take her somewhere. And yeah, because with Layla, it was honestly, we were just partners in crime. 
you know, yeah. Brody worked at that time. He worked at a really big, busy restaurant in in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would come home two, three in the morning. Oh boy! And he'd sleep until eleven, and then he'd get up and have a shower and eat and get ready, and then go to work again. Right. So it was really just Layla and I, and she just came everywhere with me. Oh wow! So you know how they say like, oh, I raised my kids the same. Well. No, you, you do don't. No way. But like her life is Coco's life is totally yeah. different. Circumstances from what change was. totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. So th- that's a big decision for me when thinking about like future plans and mm-hmm. my kids and how flexible do I want to be? Do I want to tie myself down to things? Can we make this work just uh, on my um, income alone? Right. What does Brody want to be doing? There's lots of. Does he want to be a full-time dad? Like, right. there's lots of stuff. Is he Not still working he's... in the restaurant industry now? Yeah, okay. yeah. He works up here in Barrie. Um, he's he just works four days a week now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to get him to just do three, <laughs> just because I also want him in there in Layla's life too. Because yeah. with restaurants, you have to work Saturdays, right? right. So, so he really does miss. Like, they miss each other a lot. I'm sure they do. Maybe Sundays yeah. they can hang, but he probably works Sundays too. Yeah. And well, he's he's Sunday. He's off Sundays, but he yeah. sleeps in because yeah. he has to. He's tired, but we just try to make it work around and make sure we're always doing stuff. But we're we for the most part as a family, we're homebodies, and I know it's hard to like kind of gauge that now with our lives, right? Like, Everybody's kind of a homebody now, right? <laughs> yeah, we're slowly trying to get back out into the world and yeah. see some friends and like like you know putting our toe in the testing the water, see what life is like now. Yeah. Well, what's going to actually I, in Canada, are you, is your mask mandate lifting soon or do you guys not have a mask mandate? Uh, we have a mask mandate. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to really get too much into that, but you know, the trucker convoy. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So we're like in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wonder what, because so, it's similar. I think we're now having some kind of, there's some rally supposedly I don't know going to Washington to with like with the truck union yeah I think opposing something I don't even know it's there's so much now especially with Russia Ukraine and I mean yeah I just can't I'm like I'm just gonna listen to my podcasts and pack orders because I can't really handle anything else um, mentally well you know like my you know I haven't actually mentioned my mom my mom I have a mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's she's been really supportive like she's always there to listen to ideas and she's always there to um, translate between my dad and I when we're not speaking the same language mm. like she can but my mom has always said like said to me it's like we're not built to carry the weight of the world mm. like if you think about it it wasn't really till after 2010 like that's when we moved back to Canada and that's when I remember iPhones coming out more and it wasn't until around like then, internet from, news 24 hour yeah. news yeah and social media and being like having your finger on the pulse all the time it's um like news is important like she said news is important but like you don't have to do something about everything and worry about everybody because that's not what humans are meant to, to do so yeah. i when when things get big like they are like today mm-hmm. It's, I try to just like be aware, um, do what I can, but also just have the best life for me and my family. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, and these one on one conversations that we can have, you yes. know, can do so much to enhance and, um, you know, bring comfort to our lives too. And this is something that yeah. is accessible. Like we, we yes. can't all go fighting or whatever we, yeah. whatever people are doing. Um, yeah. you know, we can donate, we can do things like that. And, yeah. um, you know, but yeah, it, you're right. It's completely limited. And, and it wasn't uh, like 20 years ago, there was no keeping up with it 24 hours no. a day. No. You know, that didn't exist. No. Um, and the pressure to do that. Like some people think that you should be involved in everything you possibly can. But yeah. like I think everybody should do what they live their best life. Right. Right. Absolutely. And let people live their right. make their choice. Wherever you feel called is where yeah. I think you're meant to be. You know? Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's been, it has been interesting. So you asked about masks. So as of, what's today, the second, the third? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. March 1st, March 1st, we lifted uh, vaccine passports okay. in Ontario. Okay. So all of Ontario, you don't need it to go to a restaurant anymore. You yeah. don't need it to go to the gym. Um, there are rumors that there won't be masks after March break. And I think that's like around the... I don't even know, 14th. Okay. Yeah. I think like our, our schools, New Jersey schools are lifting them for this on the seventh, I believe. And New York yeah. City schools, I think, are also similar. Um Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. So I, I mean think, I, I'm kind of yeah. looking forward to some normalcy, but yeah. you know, and I feel like we've taken whatever pre precautions we can. You know, my whole family is vaccinated. Um yeah. so yeah, we just did have you happens. got it yet? Have you got COVID yet? No. We is do. that not the craziest thing? I think I'm the only last person standing. I'm not kidding. Oh. Me and my husband and my kids are the last people standing. So well, weird. there's so many people that don't know if they had it or not. Like, that's true. We had that huge wave around Christmas and just people were getting sick and there wasn't testing. Like, you couldn't go get testing because right, there's so many right. people going and nobody really knew. But we got it. And for us, it wasn't too bad. So it kind of took the scariness out of it. A little bit more yeah. for us i mean we're still very cautious moving forward and it, it has changed the way we do things and watching layla be really cautious about about stuff and asking like but what about COVID? like mm -hmm. it's been in her like being her sick life, really, it's yeah. been in her life since she can like comprehend bigger things mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. so how were you guys where did you f feel how were your symptoms and everything uh, well, having Layla being in kindergarten and Coco starting daycare, they got colds every mm -hmm. few weeks, right? So we were sick a lot. Mm -hmm. That was for us, and I don't want anybody to think that this is how it is because everybody's different. Everyone's different, yeah. We had a little cold. Like I had a weird little cough, and I tested myself, and I was negative. And then I tested myself again. Like I tested myself before Christmas. Felt this right after Christmas, two days after Christmas was negative and then heard that crazy story of like a woman on a plane who like felt a little tickle and then tested herself and, she and then quarantined herself plane. yeah so I was yeah. like maybe I need to test myself again it was New Year's Eve we were not doing anything Brody was working for New Year's at the restaurant so I tested myself and I was positive I was like, what I'm like I don't even really feel sick like and Coco no symptoms. Layla right. had the most symptoms out of us and she wasn't even bad. None of us had fevers. It was okay. for us, it wasn't too bad. And then my dad got it. Oh, okay. So, and that we were always worried about him of because course. of him having, having uh, cancer a few times. Um, but he even said, Oh, it's just weird. 
it's just weird. Right, like you just but feel off. Was, and, yeah. And, yeah. So well, that's good. I'm glad right. it was not severe. That's yeah. great. Yeah. My in-laws have, they had it um, like a few weeks ago. They're in Texas. Um, okay. Uh, with my brother-in-law. So they all, they're all living together right now. So they all sort of yeah. got it from their toddler, the toddler who you know, goes to school and brought it home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think... We might be the last family standing around around us, at least. Like I'm like, how did but, this? But we and we tested over Christmas too because we wanted to get yeah. together with my sister. And yeah. actually, we did have like weird little colds, but we kept testing negative. Who knows yeah. though? Because those home tests weren't the most accurate. So we yeah. To- yeah. could have gotten it at that point because we decided yeah. to actually put off visiting each other over Christmas, my sister and I, um, mm-hmm. because of the little colds that everybody had. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. so we decided maybe four days later, since everybody tested negative to go hang out. Um, but, you know, it's totally possible those little colds were yeah. that, you know. Like. But it feels like we're over we're over the hump. I think it so. It feels like, you know, for us, just living, getting back into life and figuring out what our new norm is, mm-hmm. um, yeah. being, being respectful of other people's um, choices because we have friends that have just been like, whatever, the whole time. And mm-hmm. then we have friends who haven't seen anybody. Um, so you just have to respect everybody else. It's been like hard to handle things that we'd never imagined. We had choices we'd never imagined we had to make and the underlying stress of the whole thing that none of us really understand going forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad that like, for us, I mean, Brody has been in and out of work the entire time. Mm-hmm. Restaurants open, restaurants closed, restaurants open. Like, yeah. And it's so unpredictable. And it be, not being so busy has affected him too. But at some one point, it in the, when they closed again, he's like, oh, I'm just glad. To, I just want to stay home anyway. He was like, yeah. used to being like, with the relax. kids now. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's like, can you just, can I just be a stay-at-home dad? <laughs> yeah. He's like, let me come work for you. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you can manage that, you know? Yeah. But it's been it some, I've been, I love that I've just been able to like be safe in the home and be able to the do same. this. I know. Yeah. I know. Kind of weird how okay. like, even with when the pandemic hit in the beginning, like March, whatever, March 2020, I was like, I know so many people's worlds were completely upside down. And I was like, doesn't feel that different except for just being in the basement longer hours. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. But do you, like, wait, do you think about, like, what you're going to do next? Or are you just going with the, going with the flow? I'm just going with the flow, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, yesterday I gave myself a bikini wax and I told my husband, I go, babe, things don't work out. I can stare at waxing people because I'm pretty good at it. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, there you, go. you, you know, the sky's the limit. I really don't know. There you go. I was talking about where, with the rope and stuff. <laughs> oh. well, well, no, that's what I mean, yeah. though. Like, if – because things are slower right now for sure. So, I'm yeah. – I. You know, normally I get like something like four to five containers a year. And I think this year I have – I'm on the – I've ordered two that will both be coming within the next uh, – like one of them should be here in a month and a half and the next one should be here in like four months. But I'm like – because I'm so slow, I'm actually like, am I going to be able to pay for both of those? Because yeah. usually – I think you will. Usually – You will. I'm not worried about that. But this time I a little bit am. So I don't know. And, and I'm like, maybe those will be the only two I get this year. I don't I don't know. Yeah. It feels It's weird. tough to know. Yeah. It's tough to know. But I wouldn't 
I wouldn't even consider this year to be a normal year yet, right? Because yeah. now we're people are it's March. People are traveling. It's true. People are like, I can travel now, and we're we're doing those things. Just like last summer was so quiet because everybody was like, I need to get out of the house. Yeah. Out of, you know, everybody's outside. You couldn't get a campsite anywhere here. People were like waiting on like you had to be up at seven o'clock in the morning and call the provincial parks and get your campsite because like everybody wanted to be everywhere so like even cottage prices we're just on the south end of cottage country here Mm -hmm. um uh, muskoka a lot of um actually a lot of americans and like celebrities come up here because it's beautiful like cottages like my family had to book a cottage in january for august oh wow to go together like it's it's just crazy so I don't think you can go off of what it's like now. I know. I'm, I'm guessing like in the fall, it will start to like calm down again when things, when the kids are going back to school again uh, and being able to like, yes, they're staying in school right, and right. I'm going back to my office job or, or maybe people are staying home. Like my brother and his partner, they, they both work from home now like because of the pan- well he worked at home before but she has been working home the whole pandemic and they have little offices in their house yep, and yep. it's changed for everybody yeah I don't know like for me I'm like always kind of thinking where I want to go I know that I want to do this forever mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever work for someone else again oh no I could not I could mm-hmm. not um I mean, unless I was really forced to, like, if you know, if yeah, financially, you ha- if you had I had to, no other choice. Would. Exactly, I, I, I would, yeah. but I absolutely don't want to. I don't know no. how to not have my own schedule. You know, like I'm so accustomed now to having my own schedule and being able to, I mean, really to have as much freedom as I want to do what I want when I want. And I just yeah. don't think I could be under someone's tutelage again. Like it just. Yeah, it actually scares me. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that. Like for um, me, it's been so empowering. I mean, I have had uh, with my, do you want to call it a career before my jobs before? Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had my own ideas of how things could be done, and like I conflicted with a, with people, and I, I left feeling like I wasn't good enough or I couldn't do anything and then that but now I am running my own business that is supporting my family and part mm-hmm. of me is like look at me yep, look me what too. I did and you always like tried to shove me back down again it's like I don't want to feel that way again yeah. I don't want to be conflicting with somebody else's plan like mm-hmm. I want my own plan yeah not only and- that but for like for me I had a lot of guilt because I didn't think I was doing a good enough job for other yeah. people yeah. I mean, I really wasn't. So I mean, so I, but I felt bad about that. But now I'm like, if I make a mistake, it's all on me, and that's that's fine. I can handle the guilt to myself, mm-hmm. you know. That I've, mm-hmm. if I if I screw up, I can make it better personally. You know what I mean? Like in mm-hmm. order or whatever. Um, but the, the guilt on the other people, I just I was like, oh, I can't. I always felt like I wasn't doing enough or good yeah. enough at it, you know. So, but then that makes you also think of like the type of business that you want to run cuz like how many people are really happy in their jobs and how valued are you really like personally? Are you mm-hmm. really in your job? And like for me moving forward, like I want to make sure like anybody who's comes to work with me like 
I mean, I draw a certain person to come and work with mm-hmm. me. So I know we already start on the same sort of like page. Totally. I just wanted to make people feel good and to love what they're doing. I mean, I worked in a, when I was pregnant with Layla before we, we moved into our last home, I worked at a small yarn store and just a c- couple of days and I did the knit night. So I would oh, nice. run the knit night, even though I was like the least experienced person. I was just there to keep the store open and like that little place, like people just loved it. And it was a little community. And for me, like going back to the way things were at one point in time where you knew you're local yeah. and you would go in and you would see people that you like knew. And we would like that kind of feeling. I, I sort of feel like that with some of my um, customers. Like I have, and you do too, have repeat customers, right? Oh, for sure. And, and yeah. you, like, and the messaging and like, you don't really know these people, but like, even for us too, like we have known of each other this probably most of this time, yeah. right? Like yeah. these, these how many years now? Like seven years. Um, oh, that's and crazy. Just, like, yeah, I know. Cause I, I always think of Layla. Layla just turned six in January. Yeah. So it's been, uh, and I never celebrate my, my anniversary birthday, but like, what are we March now? This is seven years, March. Mm-hmm. When I first opened my Etsy store, it was March, 2015. So like it's, a, it's its own little community. You know, you can just go out and ask people things mm-hmm. or like, you know, the, the relationships that we've made with people like, Jen from Nova Mercury and I are like friends now. Oh, we talk on awesome. the phone I love her. every week. Like we have, you know, and Anne France from Woven, like the they have become a big part of my life now. You know, it's That's so wonderful. Yeah. So like looking forward to see like how I can maintain this and like um gonna share with you. Oh, I gotta plug this in. My my battery's about to die. Oh, let me just plug it in. Hang okay, on. Okay. Okay. Ooh, now we can see the studio actually. Oh, it looks so beautiful. Oh, all the yeah? colors. Yeah. The the light yeah. changed. Yeah. The light changed, and it's looking at the whole room now. How pretty! You, you guys need to I, um, watch this on YouTube so that you can see these things. Yeah, so, and I do so it. Pretty. I set it up in a rainbow. I <laughs> like I it. actually do. It's, like, <laughs> it's. I guess that's the creative part of me. I'm like. I need to make the rainbow mm-hmm. and it's all the same through all the colors. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I am toying and who knows by the time you put this out, if this is going to be a reality or not, but I might as well share. Please do. I, I'm toying with the idea of opening a brick and mortar. And I'm, Yay. yeah. See, that terrifies me, but I love it for other people. <laughs> well, for me, it's, for me, I'm not so worried about like the financial part of it. It's more like the flexibility and I was gonna the say, freedom the, part. Yes, the logistics. The but time. if you have, if you're like, you seem like you're very um, conscious of um, making sure your employees are happy and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I think that is probably the most important part about running uh, something mm-hmm. like that because you have to be able to trust them and if you're treating yeah. them well they will treat you well and mm-hmm. um yeah because you can't be at you can't be at the shop 24 7 you have to entrust no. to some people so I, yeah i think but i think you're right i think that is one of the hardest things to do yeah and, and i knew I, I i knew i wanted to do that in the future but 
for some reason, like after Christmas, it's really hit home. Like it really feels like you're being it called might to do be it. The, it might yeah. be this year. Yeah. Have you started and, looking and for like, spaces? No, I don't want to look for the space until I get all my ducks in a row okay. because I don't, I mean, because that is me typically. It's like, oh my God, I found this space and I'll just like rush into it and I've got no plan. And I mean, we bought, this is what happened with the house. It's like, I wanted to move for a few years. We were so rural. We had one, you're rural. We had mm-hmm. one neighbor that we saw, like we could see one house and then it was just. Oh, wow. You Very know, rural. No, no sidewalks or anything. And I couldn't go for walks with the girls. And I didn't see anybody that the pandemic hit and I really didn't see anybody. And I was like depressed, Yeah. like literally, and I needed to get out. So he was like, one year, like, let's move. And Brody's like a homebody. He's like, oh, I think we could stay here. I'm like, oh, let's move. And then I'm like, I'm going to talk to an agent. So I was at my hairdresser's and she ended up, she's like, I've got something to tell you. We're moving like two hours away. <gasps> and then so we started no. talking to a friend who's an agent. And then she gave me his number and I texted him. And then he was at my house the next day. Oh, wow. It happened fast. Yeah, it happened <laughs> fast. And then he gave us like, you know, access to looking at the homes and then we came up here we knew we wanted to live in Barrie because it's there's a lake there's paths there's skiing there's snowshoeing and oh, it's like sounds beaches. it's beautiful and we came up and we looked at one house we weren't financially ready like we hadn't sorted out with the bank and everything and um we knew it wasn't going to be the one they were taking offers that day but then we drove through town we'd never been through this part of town and it's an old one of the older parts and Brody said, oh, look at that house. There's a sign. And he's like, should we go look? I was like, oh, no, no, no. We're going down a hill, like a big hill. And he's like, no, I'm going to turn around. So he made like a crazy turn, went back, said coming soon. And within like, that was on the Wednesday. And on the Monday, we had purchased the house. And our house was not ready to sell. Oh, my gosh. That's so fast. It was, stress- it was fast and it was stressful because then we had to get our house ready to sell so I'm learning, trying to learn from that and not jump in and go find a place first. I want to make sure that this is, I want to listen to my instinct and really like feel if it's the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to regret making the step too soon because I know that I want to do it. Um, but it's just the timing is everything. And uh, like I'm exploding out of here. I can't, yeah. unless I want to have aisles in here, I, I that's what I we had to do. Can't. I had to put aisles yeah. in and it was, it's like, yeah. now there's no light. Like it's, yeah. And then you can't, I mean, I, I love taking the pictures mm-hmm. and yeah, it's tough. I mean, I gave the girls a playroom just on the other side of the, this wall, which mm-hmm. they never use. It's cool down here because it's the basement. It's scary. Right, so, right. Of course. Let me come down. I'm like, oh, that was supposed to be a place where you just went, but I could go into there, but. It expanding, thinking of it as like a co-op possibly where yeah, people, that'd be fun. Yeah, they could sell their stuff in there and come work and be big workshop space. Yeah. And yeah. I wanna just be I, I love that idea. Expand from like my own like what I want in a store. Mm-hmm. Not what the not what's out there. Like I I want it to be purely what I want from a community. Because yeah. honestly when we moved back from Australia, I felt up until we moved here so this is like 11 years where I did not feel part of the community I missed where we lived I missed that you could just 
I, w- I would ride my bike to work and see people. It was a, I really missed it. And now that I'm here, I'm like, I feel it. I want this for people. I want people to feel connected, especially after COVID. Yeah, I see. I feel like like I'm obviously passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the time. I think you're saying it out loud and you I know. Have I'm scared to say it out loud. Very um I mean I feel like you have thought about it and thought it through a lot and you have figured out what you want out of this out of a space. Yeah. So yeah, I think um I think we know where it's gonna go. As long <laughs> as like everything lines choices. up, you know, as long as everything lines up and I'm sure it, I'm sure it will. I think if it's meant to happen it for sure will. Um, cause you know, your community, you know, like if you have a very like, sort of strong maker community and, um, yeah, I think that's very exciting and I'm, I'm happy. Putting it you're, out there yeah. Serious. You're putting it like, out. Should yeah. I tell her? I'm like, no, I'm going to do it because then maybe it will actually, the more I put it out into the universe. Yes energy it'll happen that's how it works i, I love it that every that people come on here and they like manifest it's the best i love love <laughs> there it there you go yeah. you, you you're like very warm and like you could just it's just the excitement between the two of us because yeah. i think especially because you're focusing on like fiber like you have a passion for it and we to talk to somebody else who has that passion yeah people in our worlds normally don't get it right no they like they don't i mean they kind, they kind of do no my friends and family they get it because they see it through me yes. but but i would say i think the majority of people in general don't mm-hmm. i i think you know they they think of like crafting as a very niche thing which it is i suppose but like um yeah i don't know i don't think people understand the true fulfillment that yes. it can bring a soul you know, it makes so like it sound woo, but it is legitimately like it's something greater than yeah. like everything from being having a creative brain to being inspired and all those things are things that you can't they're like intangible in a way. And then you turn it into something tangible. And I think that's like so fucking incredible. Yeah. You know, knitting for me, sometimes more than weaving, it just blows my mind that this was on a sheep. Uh-huh. And then it was spun and then it was dyed. And then I went like this and now I'm wearing And now you're warm. I mean, like, it's warm and beautiful. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's so cool. It's so cool. Very functional. Yeah. Like wall hangings, it's it's amazing visually, but like the physical wearing of a garment is different. And I feel like if I ever learned how to sew, like making my own clothes, like Mm -hmm. how fulfilling that would be. I know. I know. But to have have these conversations, like we've been talking almost for an hour and a half now, it's straight. That doesn't happen on a day to day. No, it doesn't. You know? I know. So to have something like this and to to listen to the other podcasts and how we all have this like common thread is just so like humbling or connecting in a way to totally. know that you're not alone in this yeah and to have a space and to have the brick and mortar space too to like expand it out that way i mean mm-hmm. i think is something incredibly special that you can create in your community you yeah. know because you could have these hour and a half long conversations face to face all day long that's right all day. that's right and maybe without a mask yes <laughs> totally <laughs> Yeah. That would be awesome. Oh, Michelle, I think well, we, that's incredible. Thanks. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. be waiting for updates from you to see um, 
<laughs> go oh, on some little real estate trips and <laughs> oh that'd be cool yeah site visits yeah I should definitely document it all you should yeah, yeah for sure for sure oh mm. I'm excited for you I know like I'm I, it's maybe you know I know you're sort of still thinking about it but I do feel an, an, an energy being drawn toward that way so I think that's yeah. super cool there's always kind of like I don't know I've got to always have like some sort of next step in a way like I haven't brought in new yarn for like four months I'm like what can I find next yeah. now it's yeah. like I don't know why I don't know why I need to feel the need to I have that too I have that too flowing yeah but that I mean I think that's all a part of the growing the business but also keeping things interesting you know like mm-hmm. I mean I actually for a long time I've only been offering the same stuff I only recently found something new we'll see we'll see <laughs> a little something but nothing Ooh. you know it's interesting because you know like my the majority of my products like the the like where I have the I guess whatever my, my bread and butter is Your the focus. rope yeah, yeah the focus is yeah, the yeah. rope but then finding these other little things to kind of throw in is always it's fun <laughs> it's fun yeah. it's hard to find stuff too though it is. it's like a mission it is to it is. find things I like know. dedicating that time yeah and sometimes i just feel like i'm in my own little bubble on the internet where i'm like i'm just yeah. not finding the right places i i feel like you know last year oh god i can't even remember the um the like this, oh God, what is the, what is the name of them? I feel so bad. They were a sponsor for one of my episodes, but like um, the like rare sheep and wool organization. Okay. And there's a whole, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> what is the name? I thought I had a book here. Um, anyway, they have like, there's a whole directory of like farms in your area that sell either yarn or raw, raw wool, um, yeah, raw wool. Rare yeah. sheep organization, whatever. I don't know. Please look it up, people. It's cool. <laughs> you'll, because You'll remember after. Yeah, it's like these heritage brands of sheep. And, you know, it's to like support these farmers and also support the the type of sheep it is because they're going to go out. They're going to become extinct if we don't do something, like if we don't give them a job. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, you can like look in your area to see your, you know, your local farms or whatever and see what they offer. Um, well, that's perfect because like yeah. I can't imagine that happening because our industry is just exploding. Yeah. You exactly. know, but it, I would rather support local than a big um, exactly. factory of exactly. some sort. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, sure. I'll actually, I'll shoot you a DM when oh, I perfect. find the name of it <laughs> and maybe Thank say you. it in the intro so that I don't leave people hanging <laughs> about <laughs> the, what like, the organization is called yeah, rarewool.org something like that oh, yeah it's always, always coming up with something new yeah. always trying to remember these things it's like like there's notes everywhere there's things in my head i forget about that two months later you remember you're like oh I yeah know. i was gonna go look up that thing <laughs> i know oh, yeah but then we also have to go somewhere with the kids like, yep. you know like yeah there's a thousand almost, things with the kids too, especially like yeah. There's almost no separating. It's hard yeah. to like separate the two. I know because we don't go to work and come home. Yeah, no, there is no separation. It's no, yeah, it's if all the intertwined. Mom, the kids need mom, and they're calling for you. You're like, okay, I'm going up. I know. I gotta take my earbuds out. What do you need? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why can daddy get that for you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> ask daddy. He's in charge of that. I always say that. That's my whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy, can yeah. I play Roblox? Uh, ask daddy. He's in charge of that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, 
Well, Michelle, thank you so much for chatting with me. This was so much thank fun. Thank you. I love we can keep talking. To. I know. I know. Um, That's great. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm, of course. Exciting and I'm nervous. I'm glad I'm so we made glad it work out. I know. Me too. Yes. Me too. Yeah. So before we um, before we hang up again, uh, where can people find you? And I'll put it in the show notes, you guys. Okay, they can find me at robingtextiles.com or on Instagram at robingtextiles. Awesome. And maybe soon in a brick and mortar shop. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much again, Michelle. Check the show notes of each episode to get the website and Instagram for each of the fiber artists I speak with. Be sure to give them a follow. And you can view video from this podcast on naromastudio.com slash the fiber artist podcast. If you enjoy the Fiber Artist Podcast, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.